This is the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. And I'm Ian Tiny Morris, and in front of me is a very rather tired Simon Sansbury. <laughs> This is the second episode of our podcast. It is the evening after the morning after the election that happened the night before. Yes. Yes, indeed. So I'm not entirely sure what day it is anymore, but here we are. Indeed. And I think before we delve right into the meat of what happened last night, I think we can both agree to start with what a wonderful thing it is that the lovely Dave Ashmore has retained Fratton, because whilst he's a Lib Dem, everybody loves Dave Ashmore. Indeed. Um, everybody loves a Dave Ashmore, and indeed the good folks of Fratton did decide they wanted more Ashmore instead of more Morgans. Exactly, and nobody wants more Morgans. And if any of you are concerned, because you can't hear Millsy in the background, my guide dog who represents Labour and did a sterling job on the first podcast, um, it isn't that he's lost his seat, he is uh, currently laying at home just relaxing after a long day on the train. So last time out, Simon and I took our political punditry to new levels where we declared ward by ward what we thought might happen, uh, outrageously one-eyed on both sides. So Simon, you've got the results in front of you for those marginal wards where we cast an eye over. How did we do? Yes, I have them here. We had some chats, didn't we, last time about uh, about several wards we, we looked at. Baffins, Charles Dickens, Fratton, Paulsgrove, St Jude, St Thomas, Eastling, Crenswater and Central South Sea. Those were where we focused our attention last time. And this time we're going to add in a bonus ward we are. Of, of Cosham, mm. um, which was a fascinating, fascinating evening out it for was. everyone concerned. It, it was indeed. So um, just in case you didn't know, um, I was one of the candidates in, in Cosham. Um, and although unfortunately I didn't win, sorry, spoiler, we, sh we should discuss that because it was a really interesting one because of the by-election there. Um, so there was some really interesting mechanics at play. And so. I was devastated to be away from home last night at work, which meant I could not come and cast my two stones in support of you, which fundamentally I wouldn't have done anyway. So hooray for the Conservatives, double spoiler. When you say cast your two stones, that sounds like something different. Oh yes, that could be considered utterly inappropriate. I think we should. I think we should <laughs> move on. This has this gone very earthy, very early. We were refreshing ourselves with cups of tea last time. This time, we, however, we've, uh, ta we've taken beer. So, shall we? Um, shall we get on with our ward analysis? So, in one, Baffins, the the lovely ward of Baffins, um, which in two thousand and fifteen returned Lynn, Lynn Stagg as a Lib Dem councillor. I, I, I think we were both. We were both feeling fairly positive towards the stag. We we did indeed. We we both said that the Lib Dems would would win the seat. Me most reluctantly, and in <laughs> fact we were both, we were both correct. We were indeed both correct. Um, Lynn Stag did in, indeed get returned uh, with actually a larger percentage share of the vote. Twenty fifteen, she got thirty percent share, and this year she got a um, a. Whacking forty-five percent. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a very comfortable win in the end, which I think is something that we we will find in most words. I guess at this point we should probably mention the uh, the lovable Terry Norton for Baffins, who uh, last year I think Baffins decided they weren't for Terry Norton, but um, he successfully defended that key conservative marginal of uh, Drayton and Farlington and was returned with 
uh, an 80% majority or something ridiculous. But uh, yeah. well, well done, Terry Norton. So, well, welcome yeah. to the club. So he'd obviously done his years um, fighting in a ward where, um, where he didn't win. So then they put him somewhere where pretty much you could put a blue rosette on a Tesco trolley and it would have got elected. Hope for you yet, old chap. <laughs> What, because of my history with Tesco? Well, Are you be. suggesting a pending defection? I, I No, I'm merely <laughs> suggesting that your early outing in one of the blue awards of our fair city might one day lead you to the heady heart of, um, of, of another constituent. But anyway, we've agreed on Baffins. <laughs> I think that means we need to move sharply on to Charles Dickens. We do indeed. So, Charles Dickens. Oh, someone's someone made a noise. Uh, Was that... I sense that might have been Cal Corkery messaging me, but uh, we will look at that later. Yeah. Um, so, lovely. So, Charles Dickens last time returned, uh, so in 2015, returned a Labour councillor. And um, we both predicted. No, we didn't. What? No, you predicted a Labour councillor. You predicted the people would go for Cal. I put my money on purple. I said that UKIP would phoenix from the flames and in the good ward of Charles Dickens they would rally round the purple. I couldn't have been more wrong if I would have had a run-up at it. Indeed, yes. So, um, yes, UKIP didn't didn't steal the gate there. Um, the folks of Charles Dickens returned uh, Cal Corkery, the leader of the local momentum group. Is that right? I think he's significantly involved with the local mm-hmm. momentum group, and uh, and uh, we'll come to all the results at the end. I'm sure Labour would have hoped for much more momentum than they got, but they they got Cal Corkery, so they should be pleased. And at some future episode, he's our um, he's top of our lefty list to have on. To, to give the side of the, the, the red in amongst this blue and yellow yes. tirade. We had a request uh, from Cal via Facebook to um, to come join us uh, for an episode, which we'll, we'll be glad to do once we've moved past the, um, the this local election brush-up. So we'll, we'll, um, we'll start stacking up a litany of... Quality guests. Quality guests. Quality guests. Absolutely fantastic. So that will be really great to see. So yes, so Cal uh, returned with um, just, uh, just sharp, well, 39.8%. So, th- so we'll call it 40% of the... Of the vote. Another interesting thing there with Charles Dickens, although 2015 was a general election year, general election years, local elections actually receive a bounce in their turnout. So in 2015, the turnout was um, was about 46% in Charles Dickens. Last year, however, it was just under 20%. This year, it was 21.5%. So you know, an increase, a slight increase in turnout, which is always good. A, a good good thing to see that more more of the voters in Charles Dickens let let those standing actually know what they wanted. Cows returned a decent majority there. In 2015, the the Labour candidate returned a 12 majority against the Lib Dem candidate, and actually, on this occasion, doing some quick sums in my head, it's 404. Mm, no, bigger bigger winning margin. Well done for Cal, respected yeah. by the local community, and uh, now gets the chance to 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 really make a difference. Yeah, which I think leads us slightly down the road turn left towards central south okay so we, we go to central south scene so there in 2015 the lib dem candidate that was returned was susie horton and we both predicted we couldn't see susie being unseated i don't think and indeed julie she was not and i think again it's a similar tale of oh oh hang on oh, oh. oh hang on in our predictions um on our, on our spreadsheet 
I predicted Susie would be returned. You predicted Labour would win. Did I really? You did. How dare you? I'm ashamed of myself for having confidence in the Labour Party, but obviously I misplaced confidence and uh, and the people returned Susie. Really good result there for Susie and a, and a, str- a maintenance of a strong strong majority. Very, very good stuff. Well done, Susie. So should we do Postgrove next? I think we should. Okay. So skipping out to the north of the city then. So in uh, 2015, uh, Gemma New was returned as a Conservative councillor for Paulsgrove Ward. The good news for all good right citizens in the city is that Gemma New was returned as the Conservative councillor for Paulsgrove. Um, as um, as a shock to, um, I think, no one. Um, that no, well, to be honest, it's an interesting thing seeing um, seeing Paulsgrove Ward returning a Conservative councillor. Um, but they did indeed. Great wisdom from the people of Paul's Grove. No, and I think if we're being honest with each other, I, I think if we look at it in terms of, you know, the perception of it being, you know, perhaps one of the more socially deprived wards of the, of the city, it, it is that element of it wouldn't naturally, uh, you know, we, I don't think either of us would see it as a naturally conservative area, but I think that, you know, and again, this is on social media, it's where sometimes the people transcend the party, um, you know, I get the a very strong impression that the the local councillors there work really hard for their residents, and um, you know, people respect that, irrespective of the rosette on their um on their shirt. There's there's an interesting thing though with with what's happened with the majority. Greatly reduced, I would have expected. I'm just having to add something quickly to to my thing on the spreadsheet. I hadn't. Um, so and, and if you think our numerical wisdom is slightly sketchier than it was last time out. To be fair, Simon spent the night shift last night <laughs> at the count and arrived home slightly dishevelled at the in the wee small hours. Where in fact I, while sleeping in a hotel bed away from work, leapt up at about half past five this morning to do the preliminary analysis, um, and haven't had a chance to look at it since. So we are perhaps slightly looser with our statistics yeah. this time. I, and I might add. Um, I got home at four o'clock in the morning, tired but yes. sober. But yeah, sorry. The thing that I was just actually quickly checking on our quick fact checking, also known as the Portsmouth Council Elections website, was that in two thousand fifteen, Gemma's majority was actually he says sixty nine. That's pretty tight. Um, against a um, against a Labour candidate. Um, and actually, on this occasion, her majority has actually changed. Two, as he says, again, still trying to do some a little mental arithmetic. Two hundred and ninety-seven. So yeah, so a quadrupling of the majority, mm. and and who came second? So second was the Labour candidate with six hundred and sixty-nine versus them getting seventeen hundred forty-five in twenty fifteen. So yeah, so that's an an interesting mark there. And like you say, it it perhaps goes counter to what you might be expecting from a ward like Fallsgrave. To see them not getting Labour Labour support in 2015, there was a UKIP candidate that um, that got 1,417 votes. Where they were actually in third place, um, and last night the UKIP had 647 votes, so they they maintain their third place. So there's an interesting seems to be a a, a distancing between first and second, but a tightening between second and third. And clear that they. Uh, it's a ward that wants no part of the of the Liberal Democrat dream, and it's interesting if people go and have a look at the website as I did this morning, bleary or bleary id in fact, because I was listening on my screen reader. Um, it's interesting how in some wards, you know, when we look at our political landscape in Portsmouth, um, 
you know, where in some wards, the Lib Dems, which are very strong in most wards, you know, they're at least competing, just are nowhere to be seen. And similarly with the Conservatives, I, I can't even remember which one it might, it might have been Milton, where, you know, the Conservatives came a distant fifth behind Labour, or Liberal, Lib Dem, Labour, UKIP, Greens, and then the Conservatives came fifth. So it's clear that in some wards of our fair city, um, there, is, there is no love for the two main parties. Uh, yeah, there's there's an interesting kind of overlap in some places, but if you probably drew it on a map, there's there's a there's probably a a desire for more blue or red or yellow, and an overlap between each of them in in certain areas at certain parts of the city. That would be an interesting map to draw, but um, I'm not going to draw it. Yeah, you're not in any fit. No, no. So where do we go after Paulsgrove? So after Paulsgrove, so shall we? swing quickly down the M275 and head on down towards St Jude? Now, here, when we come to the final predictions and, and the numbers, and we won't reveal them yet, but what could be more desperately unportsmoothian than my predictions being absolutely stuffed by the Saints? So St Jude's and St Thomas, and we'll get on to St Thomas in a minute, but let's just say, from my perspective, this did not go well for me. Yes, um, and in to be fair, St Jude's I don't think went well for anybody. Um, yes, yeah, St Jude's was a was is a combative ward, and I think there was lots of um, lots of stuff going on there. And um, we um, in twenty fifteen, it returned a Conservative councillor, um, and we predicted. He says. I think we went along party lines on this one. Uh, really? That's not like us at no, all. No, um, So I predicted um, the returning of a Lib Dem councillor. I predicted Conservative. And unfortunately for both of us... We were both wrong. We were both wrong. And and a Labour gain. Yes, a Labour gain. So, um, yes, Graham Heaney um, being returned uh, there. So How close was it? So uh, Graham got 32.6% uh, of the vote, with the Lib Dem candidate, uh, Tracy McClure, coming second, 26.1% of the vote. Um, and the Conservatives, in a... Oh, he's going to use in a more distant... In a, in a, in a, okay, well, I won't disappoint you. In a distant third place at 23.5%. How rude! So, nearly, so you were 6% behind the leader... And, and you were nearly 10% behind the leader. Or 3% behind you. But still 10% behind the leader. It's the leader that counts, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. First past the post. It's the only way. So, well, so, that, that's, a, well, that's a different podcast. That, that's, that's a whole other podcast, and we might yeah. come to that later. So, so I'm sure the, the, the Labour will be delighted with that. Um, we're, we're not. Um, and that takes us on to St Thomas, which... Um, yeah, so when you said that you were upset with how the Saints had gone. Yes. I, I thought it was some sort of obscure Southampton-based football reference. Well, it, well, it is. Appealing to the football-loving members of our podcast, they will realise the Saints doing terrible things to uh, to the traditional blue of Portsmouth will be a terrible reference. And uh, and for me personally, it's been painful in the extreme. But uh, talk to me about St Thomas then. More shocking since the last time someone suggested painting the Spinnaker Tower red and white. Well, yes, yes, but money, old boy. Got to pay for, <laughs> got to pay for services somehow. <laughs> Moving on, the good folks of St Tom's in uh, 2015 returned Ryan Brent as as their Conservative councillor. Um, so Ryan, having made a trip trip to stand elsewhere, I think he got in as well, didn't he? I'm 
fairly certain he did. We're, we're going to say that he did unless we hear anything. Different. No, he he um he stood in in Baffins. Did he? Yeah. Oh, good lord! It's a graveyard for us Baffins, isn't it? So, so had had he annoyed someone in the party? Don't I? Who knows? I well, Baffins still looks winnable to me, apart from the fact we can't win it. But uh, well, yeah. bless. Yeah. It looks winnable except for the numbers and people bothering to vote for you know. Yes, yes, yes. The yes harsh. Yes. Yeah, details on austerity so party policies. Stop it party. now! Stop uh, it. <laughs> we both predicted for uh, St Tom's party lines again. I think. Yes, you um, you again held out um, hope for a Conservative, and <coughs> I predicted a Lib Dem return, and indeed, I was correct. Indeed, you were. Mm-hmm. And how did that one go? Phenomenally hardworking, um, Chris Atwell. I, I, I'll get on board with Dave Ashmore, but I I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know Chris Atwell well, from from, well, from, if, from a melon on a stick. If, I'll, if, I'll have to take your word for if, it. If you if you if you've spoken to any any of the people in um, in St Tom's, you'll find that he's he's had lots of conversations with people in the area and is really well well known and well respected. Chris was returned with a storming forty percent of the vote. That is a pretty hefty margin. Yes, with with Conservatives beat into third place. Oh, behind the ghastly Labour Party. Uh, Behind the Labour Party, I think they've dropped the ghastly moniker. Have they? Yeah, they've left that for uh, your lot. Not, not for me, old chum. So, um, so a, a sound win. Now, those of you that might be um, might be doing your sums and and seeing that uh, that Simon is uh, is looking ahead in the polls by some margin at this point in terms of our predictions. We we did touch on Eastley and Craneswater, and I've got to go there. Yes, because whilst so far there has been a, a distinctly warm smile on Simon's face, I presume. So Eastley and Craneswater was the was the party versus person dilemma, where Jenny Brent, who had been elected as a Conservative member, crossed the floor to join the Lib Dems, and you know, gave very credible and explainable reasons for why she did that and the question was would the people of Eastley and Craneswater return Jenny Brent or would they go back to their blue heart I think it is worth at this point us just giving a big shout out to the people of Eastley and Craneswater not for the way they voted because that would be partisan but the fact that in terms of the city wards 42% of people nearly double the turnout of Charles Dickens charged out to Make their voices heard. Indeed, and that was an even an increase of turnout into uh, against two thousand and eighteen. So um, there was a turnout of thirty nine percent in two thousand and eighteen. So um, yes, really, really inter- interesting to see. But I think there's a there's a key thing to to think about about levels of voter or resident engagement and encouraging them to register and, and vote. What needs to be done in order to make those people feel that their their voice counts and their vote is worth exercising. And, and this one worked. We're going to need you to, to, to reveal at this point. You, you obviously predicted a, a Lib Dem win, I think, and I can't quite remember what I predicted, Simon. Just just run through the result and we'll, okay, so, while I refer to it. Uh, to be fair, um, I think we we actually both called um, that that would be a Conservative result. Oh, did you? Mm. Excellent. Well done. And you were, in fact, correct. Yes. This is excellent. Yes, we were, we were both correct. We, sh- we share the success there. We do. Um, so, um, yes, so dis- despite, obviously, my... Um, my slight bias towards um, Lib Dems, I did feel that there was an easy an easy narrative to be made against um, against a candidate that, that crossed the floor. 
um, no matter how hardworking and committed they were to their local community. Absolutely. Um, so, and there were some, to be honest, there were some, um, should we say, not particularly friendly games played in certain environments um, against that situation. So um, not that we know the source of those, but, there um, were, but there, they didn't help. No, there was some unpleasantness. Mm. So we've been through our marginals. Mm -hmm. So it would seem that in terms of the predictions, you, you are some way ahead at the moment but i'm i'm keeping my fingers crossed that in the wards which i consider to be extremely safe you might have had a reckless rush of blood and forecast against the safe incumbent and we'll we'll get to the final scores in a minute yes but first we need to pause for yes. messages from our sponsors brackets we don't have anybody if you'd like to sponsor us we'd be happy to take your money yes please Close brackets i suggest we take more care And we're back, and the beers have been refreshed, and I think they represent, in a in a most interesting way, the political landscape that we uh, that we face at the moment. I am enjoying a Coronia Extra from a from a South American partner who we've opened up a trade deal with. And um, uh, Simon, you're taking taking a Leffer, a Leffer Blonde, yeah, a Belgian beer, yes, from the heart of the European Union. It, uh, of course, would you expect any less? Absolutely. So, we've covered some of the wards. I think we're now going to touch on Cosham, which is our our fair borough, where yes. we had the interesting dynamic of two seats being up for grabs. One the full four-year term and one the uh, a one-year interim um, before we uh, go back to the polls again next year. Mm -hmm. So, so how did and of course Simon fighting valiantly on behalf of the Liberal Democrats and if it's not too painful Simon how did it go? Okay, so um, so you can tell that I'm not sitting in the Corbyn in the cor in the Corbyn. No, I'm not sitting no. in the corner <laughs> sobbing. A, an interesting an interesting night to be honest. Actually, understanding the the count in Cosham because as Ian mentioned uh, there was a by election here, um, so that meant that all of the voters in Cosham were entitled to vote for two candidates. Um, and then that that basically complicated the counting process. So they had a really interesting uh, mechanism for doing that at the count, which I won't um, which I won't bore you with by going into massive amounts of detail. Um, but basically, that meant that Cosham was the last ward to be declared last night. Um, but it did, in the end, return. I'm sad to say, uh, to Conservative uh, councillors. So our noble mayor Lee M Mason. Yes. Uh, won it but he only won it very narrowly didn't he from his is yes yes so of, of the two seats as you mentioned so whoever got the highest number of votes basically is has got the um, the four-year term that was that was up for grabs um so lee was the incumbent and he's been re-elected with 19.4 percent of the vote um against 42.3 percent of the vote actually in 2015 um but his his running mate um so his fellow conservative that stood um, as well, got 19.2%, so 11 votes between them. So uh, if, if 12 would have gone the other way, it would have been rather unfortunate for uh, yeah. for Mayor Mason if he would have ended up in the... Uh, try before you buy seat. In the try before you buy seat, the uh, the one year. But um, yeah. no, the good news was that both of those guys now... I, I predicted a UKIP resurgence somewhere, and rather worryingly for us as Caution residents, this was probably the seat where they did best, and... From memory, they got about 900, so they were just 170-odd behind the Conservatives. But interestingly, 
they uh, they only fielded the one candidate. Yeah, so um, yeah, so UKIP did only did only field one candidate, and there was also the independent who who stood for the the, the NHS against cuts. Um, Indeed, Fre- friend of Portsmouth politics on the web. I think we've seen Veronica on there several times. So um, yeah, bold to send stand for a, an almost independent party. It's a clear message, isn't it? It's, I mean, it, it might well be a kind of um, you know a one policy um, standing, but nonetheless, it's a it's a clear and. Uh, an honest point, but yes, in, indeed, uh, George Madrick um, got eight hundred ninety-nine votes. He did actually come into third place. Who of, was fourth, Simon? Who was fourth? So, so who was fourth? So if you list all of the, all of the candidates, so if you list it in candidates rather than parties, because it gets a little bit complicated if you're trying to look at it as parties, because Labour, Conservative, and the Lib Dems fielded basically two two candidates. Um, so in third place was George for the UKIP and in fourth place was one of the Labour candidates which was David Boxall and then in fifth place was the other Labour candidate which which was Yahia Chowdhury and then in sixth place sure, for the Lib Dems in seventh place was my, my fellow Lib Dem Helena Cole then in eighth place was the independent uh, Veronica Wacker now I was doing some a little bit of numeric play in my brain now I put it to you that if Labour and the Lib Dems had only fielded one candidate each and those to the left of centre had opted to put one tick of Labour and one tick of the Lib Dems. I hypothesise that there is a pretty fair chance that Cosham, one of the blue awards of our city, instead of returning two Conservatives, would have returned a Labour and a Lib Dem candidate. I see. So, so even... It, okay, so your suggestion is that if the Lib Dem and Labour had uh, had only fielded one candidate each, that so, if it's still being a by-election, people would have been people with a left, left or leaning. centrist leaning would have would have been more disposed to so, vote. Um, but that work, but that works on the proviso that because having observed the count, yep. um, so while there were lots of votes where um, where people voted for the two candidates in the same party. Um, there were also lots of votes where uh, where people actually only voted once, so they only voted for a particular yep. candidate, um, and those those predominantly seemed to go a certain way, from what I observed. Would that be a purple way? Um, it might well be. Um, and well, I don't know about the excellent, but um, from a people that voted that used both of their votes. Uh, but voted for two people that weren't from the same party. It was really quite an interesting mix at play there. So there were actually some that, um, there were some really interesting combinations. So for example, that I observed some votes that were that voted for the NHS against Cuts party, but also voted Conservative, which seems to be quite a contradiction to me. That, that's, that is, that is, oh, whilst we'll, that, 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 <laughs> that is a, that is a strange cocktail. That, that, well, the stranger cocktail is to come. No, I, I still think that's a, that's a vodka and feta cheese, that one. That is, that's, 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 not, a, that's not, not a, that's not a cocktail yeah. that'll be choking down anytime yeah. soon. Uh, that's just wrong, like pineapple on pizza. Um, but the other, the other, one of the other combinations that I saw were people that voted for me and voted for the UKIP candidate. Ooh, that, that's one you've got to look in the mirror tomorrow and wonder about. So, so I, I still put it that I think, and 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 fair play to the local parties for doing it. I think if Labour and the Lib Dems would have come to some evil truce between them, they could have upset the apple cart. They didn't. It's a good job I'm not a Labour or Liberal Dem strategist. Conservatives won both seats. Everybody's happy, and by everybody, of course, I mean myself. Well, I guess that's divide and conquer, and I don't think the Labour Party would be going into some any sort of electoral strategy with 
with the Liberal Democrats because despite last year voting to enable us to take control in a minority form of the administration, as we said last time, it's a case of them deciding to vote to support whichever party they hated the least. Exactly, and a beautiful segue. See to, what I've done there? Yeah, I see what you've done there. This is almost like we're professionals. Skilled but not being paid. Yeah. So what were the final scores on the doors then, Simon? So the final scores on the doors, we went from Liberal Democrats having 17 seats, the Conservatives having 17 seats, and Labour having five seats, and the Independents having three seats, to the Liberal Democrats having now 18 seats. That's plus one for the Lib Dems. Gaines yes. in St Thomas. Yeah. And... The fascinating ward of Nelson, which we didn't touch on, no, uh, yeah. which was foolish on our part, because I think there was 1% splitting all four candidates last time. And uh, Lee, um, Hunt. Lee Hunt, the pavement pounder, as he's known, which is to give him his ring walk name. Lee Hunt, God bless him, has uh, put the time and energy in and has romped home in Nelson with a massive 42%. So two gains for the Lib Democrats and sadly the crushing loss of Eastney and Crane's water. How are the Conservatives yeah. looking? 17 last time? Yeah, and they're down to 16. Yes. Now, probably the, oh, the most... Dear. Well, yes, I, I feel your pain. Um, so, obviously, gain in Eastney and Craneswater. Sort of gain, really, but not very real. So, there was an independent who used to be a Conservative in Cosham. Um, yeah, so that... Yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, there were losses in Nelson and... Saints, come on you saints, boo, hiss. Um, we lost both St Thomas and St Jude's. How about those old lefties, the Labour Party? They were on five last time. Uh, yes, so they've um, they've increased to six. And so they retained the uh, Charles Dickens and one St Jude's. So, um, yes. So, so it took one off of us. And of course, we've already touched on it. The independents went from three to two. Yes. And in terms of what it means for the council, we've analysed, we've modelled, we've done all of those things, it means absolutely no difference, does it? Well, yeah, it, it leaves us in a situation where effectively you've got, assuming that um, the Labour Party would, would vote to enable the Liberal Democrat monetary administration to continue um, because for them to not do that would be um, encouraging conservative minority administration strangely with even less seats yes, well, yeah, which yet, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do that no no I think we can we can all speculate and we almost certainly will um, but I can't see any change to the administration which whilst I would have loved us to romp home ultimately it changing every year and having spoken to uh, to friends who live in those kind of minority areas and I was up in Reading home and their their control seems to change every year and what that means is fundamentally nothing ever gets done so so let's press on and um, I guess what we need to look at now is in the context of the national results Boo-hiss. well a fascinating and, and look one of the things we can all agree on and there's all of us by there's two of us is that nationally it was a bloody good night for the Lib Dems it was indeed it was indeed um, there, there's some, I mean, there's some interesting analysis and some conclusions being being drawn um, from various different people in the media. Um, the Conservatives were bound to have a really, really bad night because of where we are in the general election cycle and where things are nationally anyway. And to be fair, if we look at it politically at the moment, the Conservatives nationally, mm -hmm. our leader looks like a one-legged woman in an ass kicking contest. Um, well, that's just a, picture that. that just I, picture I, that for I'm a second. Gonna, I'm going to try not to. No, no picture. Um, uh, I insist. So, so um, that's a yes. That's an an, in, an interesting image. Um, so yeah, to be fair, you were always going to get pounded last night. Um, but 
um, how that played out is is perhaps actually the interesting thing. So um, yes, the Lib Dems have, have actually done phenomenally well. Um, we've done fantastically well, um, gaining lots of support um, across the country um, for um, for hardworking Lib Dems Lib Dem councils that deliver for local residents. So I think that's really really great to see. The interesting thing that I think that we possibly both agree on is what's strange given the state of the Conservative Party is how the how how, how the Labour Party have done. And I, it, it, I look, it's an easy shot, and we're going to bring Cal Corkery on to, to 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 say his piece and to give us a different perspective. But you know, the deal is the main party of opposition at the moment should be making hay while the sun shines, and clearly that they have almost the same or well, they have a different dilemma um, to the Conservative Party but almost the same which is that in the North they're getting absolutely kicked senseless because they're not backing Brexit and in the South they're getting absolutely kicked senseless because they're not clearly backing Remain and you know ultimately whilst I applaud them getting kicked senseless um, in every by the electorate um, you know it, it is a wonder. Now, hmm. and here's where I will throw my I throw my two pennies into the ring, which is that if I look at the national results, and if I was sat there at breakfast time this morning enjoying my bacon and eggs as I was, and Portsmouth hadn't have been counted, if they would have said to me Conservatives minus one in Portsmouth, stick or twist, I would have stuck and taken that minus one. Because for for me, that is, and whilst I was partisan and enthusiastic as you like last time out, I'm quite happy with that as a result. It could have been so much worse so I guess the question is with the Lib Dems doing so well nationally us why happy I, d- I think considering actually um, to think that how, how tight the races are in some of the wards in the city um, I'm I'm really quite happy with, with actually how we've done it means that the great things that we've been doing for the last 12 months get to continue um, and it means that um, I think the biggest win overall actually for the city is that considering the situation with the frustration whichever way you came out of it with the frustration about the national image you know the B word um, that um, that UKIP didn't make much more hay out of that in the sense of they they didn't return anywhere near of a I mean you I mean uh, you predicted actually of our sets that um, that there would be a a UKIP councillor returned and there wasn't Uh, and there was not and I think that's something we can probably both celebrate. And, yeah, and, and, and it's yeah. nice to agree on good things. Yes, so I mean, and indeed, actually, the, the one that we'd left out, if you look at twenty fifteen, Nelson had had a UKIP candidate actually in second place at twenty four percent, and actually this time round, that candidate was um, well, was in is um, is in third place at um, eighteen percent, so just um, just a little bit behind the Labour Party candidate. So there's. There's some interesting stuff going on this year. What will be happening nationally to reflect that we'll get read into the local issues next year is anyone's guess. Because hopefully Brexit won't be something that people will be frustrated, annoyed or fascinated with this time next year. And, And here's hoping. (laughs) <laughs> so I guess we did all the analysis, we walked you through it, and ultimately nothing's changed. Well, and that's fine, but at least we went through a proper process. Well, he says nothing's changed, but we've gained a seat. Yeah, you've gained a seat, but uh, <laughs> let's be fair. Yeah, you, you've gained increased a seat. our share of the vote. You've increased your seat. Seat, share of the vote, yadda, yadda, yadda. <laughs> but ultimately... Uh, it's still, not nothing then, is it? No, well, uh, nothing fundamentally has changed, has it? You're still being propped up by the evil... Labour vote, and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their DUP, Simon, and um, you've got the local Labour Party, so we're good with that as a as a situation. We're not in a coalition with the Labour Party. That's a different situation. We did, we also didn't buy their votes with a shed load of, of um, taxpayers' I, money. I heard tale, and I'm only saying this, that there was a 
There was a Poppadom free for all at the Akash at some point, and um, you know I can't prove this, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll speculate. What the Libdem Libdem um, activists frequent a local restaurant? That's not uh, really news. Uh, well, it depends with who's paying for the lime pickle. That's the that's the key question, and and it's those kind of heady local topics that we're going to pick up in future podcasts. So, are you, hope, hope, are you suggesting that the council picked up the tab? No, absolutely not. No, no, I'm not suggesting anything untoward in that way. So we're gonna we're gonna hopefully you've enjoyed today's podcast and in future weeks to come we're gonna touch on some of those local issues that uh, that uh, people have, have, have pointed us towards. Yes. We, we are always looking for guests. Yes. So if you want to be um, our first guest um, or you have a burning issue that you want to discuss then if you want to get in touch with us then you can do through the Pompey Politics Podcast Facebook page or um, if you'd like to email us then indeed you can do so by contacting us at pompeypoliticspodcast at gmail.com that's a really difficult to remember email address isn't it I don't think it is I use gmail.com and then it's pompeypoliticspodcast it's got a nice rhythm to it yeah. it's got a tombra no capitals no underscores no rubbish no, like that absolutely so get in touch we are here purely to serve well obviously Simon's not serving as much because he didn't win but I'm sure he will at some point so thank you that's a rocking endorsement thank you absolutely so thank you for listening I've been Ian Tiny Morris and I've been Simon Sansbury and you've been listening to the Pompey the Politics, Politics Podcast, Podcast Blue and Yellow you know, Till We Die which isn't yet which is great no that's that's also great that's, a, that's another thing for us to look forward to thanks awesome I almost forgot before you go please do remember to um, like or comment or subscribe to us through whichever application or medium or whatever it is that you use to actually listen to our podcast we're going to try and do more podcasts as our schedules allow so what we're going to do is invite along a representative from each of the three major parties that was also either a new or returning councillor from this week's local elections in Portsmouth. And the episode after that, we're planning for two weeks' time, we'll, we'll be talking about the European elections. Um, so discussing what they mean to us, if indeed they mean anything to us at all, um, and how they may be or not be a reflection of what the nation thinks about Europe, or indeed what the nation thinks about Brexit. It's this big thing that's been happening to the country really really slowly thanks again for listening and well keep doing that can you please because we um we like that thanks